Bureaucracy's basement to your ears. This is the weekly meeting of the Queen City Improvement Bureau. For the first time in a month on this meeting, we have Taxi to the Dark Side, Ladybug Craziness, Marijuana Monies, Housing First for Breakfast First, and so much more. This meeting is now in session. Hey. Hello. Gosh. <laughs> Where have you been? Out, about. Out and about. Yeah. No, actually, I had like a, I had a big project that I've been working on, and so I haven't been able to make meetings. In- interestingly enough, uh, while you were gone, I, I spent the month here. Um, unfortunately, I got locked into the basement. Oh, no. So I've been here for a month, uh, and I was working on the, um, remember that uh, quantum device we had that sent us into other people's radio shows? Yeah, I do I remember that, yeah. Yeah, I've been modifying it, and now uh, it's, it's a time machine. It's a what? It's a time machine. You've made a time machine. A time machine. Really? Yes. I'm surprised I haven't read that on, like, in Scientific American or something. Well, you wouldn't because I went into the past and removed all references oh, was... to, to the time machine. I have no way to disprove that you did that. But, but are you not curious as to why? I am why? totally curious. I mean, I mean, why would you make a time machine? Well, because, as I think it was either Stephen Dedalus from uh, Portrait of the Artist as a Young Man mm-hmm. or Mayor Michael Fougere, I'm fuzzy on the details there, said, history is a nightmare from which I am trying to awake. I think that was Mayor Fougere. Mayor sure. Fougere. And, yeah. I was, and I thought to my... I, I knew it yeah. was Fougere. It was, yeah, it was during the uh, stadium financing debate. It was so long. That's it went, right. Like, it went about six hours. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> it was like, ah, oh, history. It's a nightmare. nightmare. I want to wake up from this. Well, when I heard that, I thought, Mayor Fougere, your worship, I feel you. Yeah. Because Regina's greatest enemy, as we all know, is the past. <laughs> it is. Yeah. It is. I any, didn't know any this. Any vestige of the past, we want to get rid of it. Right. And right now, we're we're left like just trying to knock down buildings mm-hmm. and put up glass towers or forget like you know our various histories. But I thought, why not just build a time machine and just go back and launch an all-out assault on the past? And how's that going? Pretty good. Yeah. Pretty good. Yeah. Actually, that month away, originally, you had a much different vacation planned. Oh, yeah, what what happened? You were in Minot, or you were planning to go to Minot to the J. Edgar Hoover Cardboard Museum. I don't remember that. Yeah, so I, I did a lot. First off, I I went back, talked to talked to J. Edgar, turned uh-huh. his interest away from cardboard to surveillance and the FBI. Uh huh. And then yeah, then I then I got got you together with a mathematician. Right. And you two went on vacation together. And Where you did didn't we go? go to Minot. I believe you went to Malta. Malta? Yeah. Not Ma- Minot. Not Minot. Oh. See, I'm, I'm doing you a solid here. Oh, I guess thanks. Yeah. Although I still kind of want to go to Minot, maybe for my next vacation, if no, I get the, one. The cardboard museum doesn't exist, though. Never no. Not, not, not anymore. No, it's still Minot. It's still There's Minot. There's going to be things in Minot. It's, oh, it's always Minot. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's always Minot and Minot. I think that, that's their That their is slogan. the tourism slogan. Yeah. It's always Minot in Minot. Yeah. And when you leave Minot, there's a big sign that says, it's not Minot anymore. Yeah. What a time out I had in Minot. <laughs> that doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make any sense at all. It does not. Neither. 
Neither does this meeting. No, no, no. Really? Also does not need to. <laughs> it will make sense as we as we go on. Right. I guess what well, we can just we can go back in time and fix any problems that we have. That's right. Yeah. Unless we're too lazy in which this nonsense part segment will remain. Oh, okay. Okay. Is it a fixed point in time in the time space continuum? No, no. Nonsense just... is always like the pivot upon which like reality turns. When I talk, yes. Yeah. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> All right. Uh Anyways, moving on from time travel. Moving on. Uh, we have a couple of things on the agenda for tonight's meeting. Uh, beginning with, uh, we need to get caught up on some stuff. While we while the QCIB is on hiatus, uh, Regina kept on turning. Things kept happening. Uh, stuff that yeah. we missed. Stuff that we could not, like, bring the laser focus of our attention upon and to sort out ways to improve it. I was very busy with my time machine. You were busy yeah. with your time machine. I had my other projects. And uh, so one of the things that we missed is taxi stuff, taxi cab stuff happened yes. in our absence. Yes. And uh, fortunately, we were able to bring in some crack experts tonight. We have Saeed Tab, uh, an improvement vector, uh, who's been here Saeed before. Tab, yep. Hey, Saeed. Hello. We also have Idnan Bajwa. Yes, Idnan Bajwa, yes. Hey, uh, Idnan. And uh, these, you're both uh, taxi cab drivers here in town. Yes. And uh, we also have Leslie McNabb, who is a uh, representative from Steelworkers. Thank you. Hey, and we're we're sharing around mics, so uh, yeah. <laughs> okay, uh, so what happened, guys? Uh, when I when we went on hiatus, word on the street was there was there was there were plans afoot for a lottery system for the distribution of seasonal taxi licenses every year. This has been a problem for a long time. Uh, last year, there was a move to try and get the lotteries. And uh, so that you guys would, uh, so that taxi cab licenses, 49 licenses get released every year during the colder months for when there's more taxis needed. And uh, there was going to be a lottery, so they'd be distributed to, to drivers by lot. Uh, that vote came, and it just did not happen. It got to executive committee, and it just kind of died there. Uh, and then it came forward again, a new recommendation from city administration saying, hey, Distributing licenses on a lottery to drivers is the fairest way to distribute these licenses. Uh, there's been a lot of um, abuses in the way that they've been given out before, where they've been given directly to brokerages. Uh, so, yeah, this was supposed to happen at the executive committee while we were gone. I'm hearing rumors that it didn't, that the lottery system does not exist, or that we have some weird lottery hybrid lotto hybrid what what's happened in and side explain actually this uh, this matter started in 2009 and 10 with the Mende report the city spent hundreds of thousands of taxpayer dollars on that study and the study came out and they have a lot of recommendations that the every taxi should have equipped with the digital dispatch system and the, the car model should be certain years old, the car should be much old, older years and uh, every car must have a point of sale machine decal should be bigger and the winter decals should be allocated through the lottery system it was recommended by the Monday report Right, and this was this was consultants. Yes, and then it was then filtered through administration, who said that decals, these seasonal licenses, should be distributed Absolutely. by a lottery. And then 
all these other recommendations the city has implemented one by one. Right. So anybody who's been in a cab has yes. seen the, t the cameras? Yes, cameras, everything has been implemented. When they came to last year, we went to the city hall, we talked with the councillors, and they unanimously passed that this, this is not the city's job to create such mechanism that city is giving, handing over these winter decals free to these brokerages and they are charging $2,000 each decal yep. for seven months. Each month, $2,000. Right. So it's a 49 taxi licenses time. $2,000 minimum. Some of them, they're charging more. Might be under $200 less. But that's $100,000 a month. A free money to the brokerages. Right. So they immediately ran over and they talked with the council, executive committee, and uh, the executive committee turned it down. They said, no, we need to study. The executive committee is studying these matters, so let us do this study first. Well, we waited. Last year when it turned down, we said, okay, well, we want to we wanna wait for the next year. So the executive committee, the city's own administration, own people, they held a couple of sessions. Two with the drivers, four with the drivers, basically two times each. And the brokerages, they have a separate sessions with the city's administration. They consulted more than the drivers. And the city administration also studied all the western municipalities. Saskatoon, Edmonton, Calgary, all those same size of municipalities. So the exact the city's own administration on 15th of June, we went to the protective committee where the five members were there. So the city administration was crying. We put a lot of money, lot of effort, lot of work on that, mm. and that is fair and transparent. The lottery system is lottery fair system is yeah. transparent, and that should happen. So, well, the the status quo. One of the councillors, and I would not hesitate to mention his name, Jerry Flagel. He said, "Well, the status quo is supposed to be there." We don't need to change these things. Let these people make money. This is the status quo. So in my books, the status quo means in the 21st century, in the Queen City, is slavery. We are the slaves. So you guys are drivers. Yes. And because, the, because you, don't, you don't have access to the licenses directly yes. from the city, uh, you then have to pay $2,000 or in some cases more per month yes to get access to a car that has one of these licenses yes and the city said that they didn't want to change this yes so that um, drivers could enter a lottery and put per perhaps get a license basically for free directly from the city absolutely it's just a renewal fees is 179 or something like that it's 200 right. or something like that so they're charging they're charging like 200 dollars for a license with for the city season. one session and then it's 10 times the, the brokerages are charging no. Correct my math, a hundred times as much. Absolutely. To, yes. to sell these on to like a driver. This is only for $2,000 is for lease. Right. Office mm. rent, dispatch fees is different. 
That's a different cost. Point of sale machines cost is different. So you, on top of the two thousand dollars for the license, you then have to pay nine hundred plus office rent, dispatch fees, plus the six percent where I work in Regina Cab. We pay the six percent, plus our company also charge tips on our, the six percent on our tips too. You bet. You have to pay a portion of your tips. Uh, let's say if you give me a twenty. Two dollar tip and twenty dollar fare. I have to pay six percent on top of my tip too. Wow. So that's that's different ex- expenses. The car cost without wear and tear, without gas, to runs is cost for the driver or lease operator who leaves from the company for these winter decals cost them thirty four to thirty six hundred dollar. All these three companies. Right. And two drivers they share this cab. One lease operator and one. Driver, he pays to the lease operator a lease. So this, the city executive committee, they were crying. This is fair. This is transparent. We asked the police services. We asked the human rights commission. We asked the school boards. We asked everybody, and that is the transparent and fair system. Right. The lottery is the transparent. Lottery is the fair system. Yeah. But, but they said no. Status quo. When I was a young kid, I used to read in the books, might is right. And my father used to say to me, no, my son, in the third world countries with non-democratic governments, is a might is right, is right. But not in the modern world. But we are in the Queen City 21st century, and the might is right has happened. Money and power place, and that happened. Right. And the council basically turned it down. Not all of them. Bob Hawkins, I salute this man. He's a man of principle. He goes with the right. Andrew Stephen, some mere future. He also said, "Well, it's time to change." But well, it's it's some type of uh, you know negotiation. Right. And so, um, but in the end, so this eventually came to executive committee. And Michael Donald, he's also Michael Donald, right. Barbara Young. They, they stood in favor of us, and five of them, they just turned it down. They, they just want status quo is the best. So you had a split vote. You had like a five and five, five vote, and, five. and whenever there's a tie, then the motion is lost. <coughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Right. Just mention we are broadcasting on 91.3 FM, CJTR, Regina Community Radio, and this is the Queen City Improvement Bureau. Ultimately, when this came to executive committee on July 5th, I believe it was, the there was a compromise put forward by Councillor Mancinelli so that there would be a portion of the lottery would exist. So there's now going to be 40% of the seasonal licenses, if I understand correctly, are going to be distributed on a lottery, not lottery system. And the other 60% of seasonal cab licenses are going to be going directly to the brokers. Are you guys okay with this compromise? You know, that's the impost because the drivers... They are huge. The brokerages, they are only three. They, this is not a justice. The recommendation was clear. Basically, if they wanted, if they wanted to give a little chance for the status quo, so let's, they were crying, our business would be disturbed, you know, we want to be out of business, our lives want to be off. No, all these other municipalities, when they handed over their taxi license, they were out of business? No. Basically, 40% is 
It's not fair that the driver. If they wanted to give to the brokerage a little bit, they should have to give them only 20% on condition for only one year. Right. And 80% should have been gone through the lottery system to the drivers. Right. So, but they did it 40 and 60, so it means 30. 29 or 30 taxi licenses would go back to these brokerages and they want to keep charging again money. This is free money addiction. They were crying, the brokerages are, they are crying because of free money addiction. So let's say I give you a very simple example. So there is a lot of coffee shops around Regina. So city start delivering them free coffees, you know, every year and let the city practice for five years. And then after when the consumers, like the citizens, they would know, oh well, why you are giving to the, these coffee shops free coffee? Give to us. So I'd like free that, coffee. <laughs> that, then what want to happen? These coffee shop owners, they want to start crying. Oh, you are taking our business away. You are hurting us. So there's a lot of entrepreneurs, small businessmen in this tex uh, city of Regina. A city of Regina is so wealthy, so they can hand over like $10,000, $15,000 prosperity check to all these business owners. I remember back in the days, a couple of years, 10, 15 years ago, Alberta handed over like prosperity check. I don't know. <laughs> Regina might be have a hundred million dollar plus, uh, yeah. you know, their their budget over there, right? No, the money is there, right? They can give them. And we also mentioned in our, we also compromised with the city of Regina. The city, they can raise $179 winter time this decal fees, renewal fees, raise up to $500. City can generate revenue on top of that. Why these brokerages are making money? Why the city would not like to make that money? Right. City yeah. needs money. Mm. That revenue should go straight to the city's pocket, not these brokerages' pocket. Right. The brokerages are already making money. They are making money by their dispatch fees, by their office rent, by their point of sale machine, but but cetera, cetera, but they are charging extra. Right. So they are not out of business. Okay. Hmm. Oh, we'll get to those. Sayed, though, the the argument that's been put forward uh, why licenses can't be distributed through a lottery system is because then you could wind up with with like 14 year old children and um, people who have no experience with taxis or um, I don't know, livestock, cats, yeah, cats, cats, cats yeah. livestock could get these licenses and then we'd have inexperienced drivers behind the wheels of cabs. Um, how do you guys respond to that? That the argument that these licenses have to go through brokerage firms to protect consumers from inexperienced drivers. Look, I would like to address this answer. Oh, you this do? Question. Okay. Yes. You're so, not letting Syed get a word in, Andrew? You know, <laughs> all right. So, well, in the executive committee session, Bob Hawkins raised the question. He addressed this question. He said, look, when I am sick, my arm is broke down, 18 years old in these recommendations. SGI, which is the government's institution which issues class 4 license and those 18 19 years old people they are driving ambulances when i'm sick my hands are broke down i am sure 
these people, they want to come. The ambulance driver, he want to bring me safe to the hospital. That was the counselor, Bob Hawkins. He addressed this question. And it was obvious. Anybody who get the class four license, which is uh, the city own administration recommended, so they should have a class four license. They should have, must be 18 years old. And all these, uh, you know, process, they complete it and they can drive. They would not be inexperienced driver. Right now, there is 120 decals, regular decals. I'm not talking about winter decals. 120, 120 regular decals. 90 of them, they are not related to the taxi industry. They don't have a class 4 license. They don't have their badge. They don't have their criminal records check up. But they leased out their taxi license. Well, we find because they invested money. They believe it's sort of a real estate business. Fine. So we are not talking about that. We are talking about 49 taxi license, which is city gives them free. There is no issue of inexperienced drivers. That those people who would come forward to come into this lottery system, that would be only the drivers. The city has brought forward a perfect, transparent, and fair recommendations, which was fair for everybody. It's fair for the consumers too. And we also, we also want the, the rates, the taxi rates should not be hiked. Reason being, we don't get profit of that. That money goes to the brokerage's pocket. As the city hike the rate, yep. meter rate, the brokerages, they hike the lease, they hike the office rent. So we want that rate, that taxi meter rate should stay the same. And the consumers, they would get benefit. If you see now the city of Regina has expanded. Vast there are to Greens and Gardner and mm -hmm. east to the west, north to the south. It's too much. And people need cap. And well, they want to give to the brokerages the status quo, as they said openly in the session. And one councillor, he was proudly saying, now we don't need to follow Saskatoon, you know, because Saskatoon, they did not hide the property tax. We did it. So, well, that's irrelevant anyway. Right. So they can do it, you know, whatever they lie, they yeah. want, because they, they were elected by the people. So this still has to go through to the city council, though, before it gets final approval. It's it's just been approved by executive committee. You guys will be coming out again to speak to speak to this. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, we are coming. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because we want to address uh, to the city because this is not it, it wasn't fair. How could you miss that study brought by this uh, the committee and you just ignored it? So much money was spent by own city people where their money was spent by the city. They brought this recommendation. We did not. Taxi driver, they, of course they had a sessions, right? They did talk to us. They, they asked the questions. What we, how do you, you can make a industry better? What's for the consumers? So they the, did the study and they brought this recommendation forward and how can they miss it? How they can they, they say that we're going to maintain the status quo? Wow. <laughs> And also, it's it's a non nonsense. I would say. Mm -hmm. And it's Bob a nonsense. Arthur quoted a very good example about the camels. He said, yeah. and that was uh, on one newspaper too. 
the people uh, you know in these days they are not in touch with the taxi industry is also always ignored by the public always ignored by the taxi council the city council because these people like in the taxi business their lobby is strong they are hard they have got money they got power they got lobby they can change their own recommendations their own people's recommendations they got powers power money and power plays and that might is right, right. and it's absolutely right <laughs> to end on a positive note some things did get passed at this executive committee meeting that did seem to be going in a good direction. Um, we, we did see that uh, there are going to be drivers can put a screen in. There was a very tragic incident last year where a driver was stabbed. He'd only been driving for a few months, I think it was, and he was stabbed and he's been left paralyzed after this. And so there was a safety thing where um, drivers are going to be able to have, uh, they can put a screen into their cabs. Um, there were some other things as well. Correct me if I'm wrong. Yeah, they, they were agree on, on the safety issues or this and that. Everything they were uh, agree, that's okay, that's fine, yeah. that's fine, that's fine. But the question still remains the same. If they, were, they have imposed like everything there, why not this lottery system? What's wrong there? Yeah. Why you can't do it when the study was uh, conducted, right? Again, yeah. they missed it. It doesn't make any sense. It's a nonsense to me. It yeah. was a clear. All those other recommendations by the city's own, own ma'am, on their exact committee, their own people, all were passed. They don't have any objection. They have objection only lottery system. The brokerages, they have concerns only on lottery system. They also checked everything, like other municipalities, all these issues. They said, well, we have only objection on this. Rest is okay, fine. <coughs> so, yeah. Because they are, they are losing free money, you know. Yeah. Okay. Well, unfortunately, we have to move on with the agenda. But well, thanks thank for you giving. very much. You much welcome. Thank you. Thank you. Always good thank to hear you your voices on this. Yeah. Thanks for coming in again. Today. Yeah. Thanks for calling. Yeah. And thank you. Pleasure. Yeah. And I guess we'll see. We'll be seeing you guys at City Council. At the end yes. of the month, thirty first yeah, July, yeah. absolutely, we All would right. be there. Five thirty, Henry <laughs> Baker 30. Hall. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Don't don't bring food in. No, don't bring. No. And don't wear a hat. Don't wear a hat. That's no. right. Those are the only rules, as far as I know. And stand up for what you believe in. Those are the only three rules. Absolutely. Okay. Well, thanks all for coming in. Uh, we Thank really you. appreciate your time. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Thanks, Thank you. And. Uh, um, but before we uh, before we move on, we've got uh, another item on the agenda. We've got our innovative, innovative revenue, revenue tools. tools. That's when we um, we look at tools that the city can use to improve its bottom line innovatively. Innovatively. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, do we have we've, one for this week? We do actually. Um, well, but first, tell me this: Has this ever happened to you? Probably not. Yeah, I mean, I, I think Nothing just bear with me. I think I think no, this probably has happened. Oh, okay. To you. You're at you're at the football game as you do. Oh no. Yeah. Yes. Okay, I'll pretend. Yeah, you're at the football game. Right. You're there. Mm. Maybe you erased this from my past. Uh, possibly. Um, t time travel gets weird. Uh, anyway, you're at the football game at the New Mosaic Stadium, and during the halftime, you go up to the concession to get yourself your beer and your big jar of ladybugs. Mm-hmm. And they say... Uh, delicious ladybugs. Delicious ladybugs. And they say, I'm sorry... Uh, Molson has pouring rights, and they, we don't supply ladybugs. 
Oh, those because jerks. Beer, right. Yeah. So, another, another strike against Molson products, yeah. if you ask me. So I say that we get craft ladybugs, jugabugs, pile jug-a-bugs. of bugs, jugabugs for, for like entertainment during the halftime show. Bring in the ladybugs, which have been recently released into Victoria Park. Right. And after they eat, like, you know, the aphids there, mm-hmm. we need to do something more with them. They'll be bloated. They'll be bloated. They'll so have we, aphid bloat. They, so they'll be, and they'll look like tiny footballs. Right. So we just repaint them in rider colors, uh-huh. lovingly paint each one. Ooh. And then everybody gets their jug-o ladybugs. Right. And they throw them in the air whenever the riders, like, score a touchdown. This is brilliant. Uh, yes. Yeah. Would the, so this is really important to me. Would they be <laughs> white ladybugs with green dots or green ladybugs with white dots? Oh, they would they would be green ladybugs with white dots. Okay. Yeah. Okay, yeah, I can get behind this. Yeah. All right. Um, if that, though, if that idea doesn't catch on, can I play some more? Uh, yes, let's see what else we have. Hi, I'm local blogger Kenton DeYoung. Did you know William Henry Pratt was traveling through Canada in 1912 with a group of actors? Upon reaching Regina, the group broke up, and Pratt was left on his own. A few days later, the cyclone struck the city, and he was hired to help rebuild. Pratt would later return to England and adopt the stage name Boris Karloff. It's a Regina fact. You'll find more Regina facts on my blog, KentonDeYoung.com, and every week on the Queen City Improvement Bureau on 91.3 CJTR, Regina Community Radio. All right, we're back from Innovative Revenue Tools and uh, a Regina fact from Kenton DeYoung. Interesting fact about Kenton DeYoung. Do you have one? I do. He did not exist until he was born. Really? Yeah. Isn't that true of most Kentons? It's it's general among Kentons. Yeah. Yeah. That was you kind of you kind of stepped on my second Kenton fact. Oh, I'm sorry. It's okay. okay. That's okay. <laughs> Dang! I've yeah. ruined the meeting. <laughs> no, you've ruined the next meeting. But now uh, I have to go up with a third Kenton fact. Okay. My God, I don't know how to do that. We'll have to get some theme music for the Kenton facts. Yes, please. Yeah. All right. Well, okay. So, uh, thing we didn't talk about with uh, the cab drivers when they were here is that there's going to be a uh, taxi stands, taxi stands downtown, Aiden. Wow. Yeah. Can you? I, I for one, can't stand the idea of taxi stands. Really? No, they're fine. I don't know. I, don't know. I just thought I'd say it. Yeah. Well, I think you know. Actually, it is kind of. Uh, I, I can see a good. Point there, there, but I think there are opportunities for exploitation and yeah. use with taxi stands. Yeah, so I guess details on that. Uh, there was an incident outside O'Hanlon's uh, mm-hmm. pub downtown. A taxi had parked sort of in the traffic lane. A parking enforcement officer right. tried to get the cab to move along. The staff at the bar were not pleased about this. It became a, a fracas. Would that be? It would it be safe to call it a fracas? Yeah, a bit of a fracas. And it, a fracas that made it onto the internetus, and. <laughs> Then, um, yeah, and then the city said, okay, well, you know, we don't want uh, cabs stopping and driving lanes, so we're going to set up a taxi stand around the corner on, uh, on what is it, Cornwall? No, Scarth. Scarth, obviously, mm. in Victoria. Oh, good. Just okay. around the corner from Ohio's. So there will finally be a taxi stand downtown, which is kind of a fixture in most cities, taxi stands. Yeah. But I guess one of the things I've witnessed is... There are turf wars. Turf wars develop over taxi stands where certain cab drivers consider it their their turf mm-hmm. and other cab drivers don't get to get access to that turf so i hope the city will find a way to uh 
The guys upstairs will try to avoid that. Well, I know that uh, I know that there are taxi stands, say, at the airport. Mm -hmm. I mean, the, I think they work with the airport authority to right. sort of funnel people out. Yeah, that's that's probably point. more more work that anybody's able to put in on this. Sure. Right? So, yeah, we could. We could. You know, we could go down in the evenings. Sure. In like one of those like orange vests. Yes. With, with light with light cones, <laughs> and we can like marshal the taxis and the and the drunks about nice. into the taxis. Yeah, and they'll say, "Oh, I didn't know that this was your job," and we'll just say, "Oh, it's not my job. <laughs> it's it's our calling. <laughs> it's our call. It's our passion." Yeah. Anyways, what else do we have? And okay, then, so and then we can invite people to like come over and we can paint them. Paint them? Oh, I just I just went too far with that. I'm sorry. No, that's okay. I like where this is going. Um, all right, so next up on the agenda, outstanding improvements. Uh, loads of stuff has happened while we were away. And yeah, whole, who, who knew that with a month yeah. of our absence, things would actually occur? Would improve it in improves, our absence. Yeah, I know. That is weird. It is very strange. That's what we're supposed to be doing, and yet other, they seem to be mm. stepping on our, our turf. You know what I think happened? Is what? that we've made so many improvements that things we've just gotten momentum going the the improvements are snowballing exactly and right. so it's it's like um my my brain wants to say fractal that's not the right term fractal improvements that would be awesome <laughs> each improvement tinier than the last but exactly the <laughs> yes. same and there's so many more of them exactly infinitely no but anyway whatever that word is uh that I'm going to that I that I cannot seem to summon at the moment. That's the kind of improvement that we're seeing. Okay. Well, the first fractal improvement it's that we're going to be talking about <laughs> tonight is pot legalization. Ooh. Now I'm assuming they're talking about marijuana and not pot in this, not like pot. Okay. Yeah. This makes a lot more sense. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so apparently, the federal government is going to legalize pot, and it's going to be legal July first, two thousand and eighteen. But uh, the cities, Saskatchewan cities, want a cut of that sweet, sweet, tasty Kush money. <laughs> oh yes, yeah. They say give, give us, give us our red hair cash. They say yeah. So Charlie Clark, Mayor Fouchere, <laughs> making making know. a statement. Uh, it's all, it's like it's like it's like Miami Vice up in this joint now. <laughs> That's right. Everybody wants a piece of the action. I am it's not Miami Vice until Clark and Fougere start wearing like those Miami Vice like white suits. They do. Oh, okay. Yeah, if you've ever been to a city council meeting, it's all Miami Vice up there. It's all like pastels and white suits. <laughs> it's it's all t shirts and like Suit jackets. It seems to be actually <laughs> no word of a lie. Since uh, since Councillor Wade Murray no longer is at council, the number of like white suits has dropped by about a hundred percent at City Council. Oh, geez. Okay, <laughs> yes. he was our he was our white suit representative. Oh, um, yeah. So cush money for the cities. Um, the argument is that uh, implementing pot legalization is going to cost cities an awful lot of money, and. Uh, that in terms of like policing these new laws and uh dealing with all of these like pot related things i don't really know what pot related things are going to be happening like well, but like like i i mean i would think you know 
like Dorito sales are going to skyrocket. Oh, they are. Seven Eleven is going to see a massive. Like, yeah. Which makes me think that maybe Seven uh, Eleven should be giving a cut to the city. Yeah, I think they already are though. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's not that thing they call taxes. Property taxes. Oh. Yeah, and you always wondered where those like burgers like you like them went to the city. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, hermetically That's sealed in this plastic pack, and they just and sent them at all. The, at the end of the day, all the hot dogs and chicken yeah. wings and taquitos, yeah. just they all bundled up, sent to the city, actually down to the basement here, and that's how yeah. we that's how we survive. Yeah. So this is, but this is a serious thing that the city's claim that this is going to be costing them extra money. Uh, I can see where like there will be policing issues, but I would think that it might. I don't know. Like I'm not an expert on this. I'm not an expert on the Kush economy, on the Spliff economy. I, yeah. But if they're not, if cops aren't busting pot users, right, they'd be saving money. Yes. But then, if they're enforcing pot purveyors, pot what are we going to call them? Pot purveyors is pretty good. Pot, pot merchants, pot, pot merchants. mongers. I like pot. Oh, mongers. pot mongers! Yeah. I like that. Um, I'm trying to think of a little literative term involving the word blunt. Oh, yeah. Well, there's pot purveyors and blunt buyers. Blunt buyers, yeah. And Kush consumers. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and pot, no longer, though, pot pushers if it's legalized. Yeah. Yeah. I think, uh, yeah, it's it's hard to say. I think things like impaired driving issues are, are much on their minds. Uh, good point. Uh, yeah. so, so, for example, I mean, we all know how to how to deal with impaired alcohol drivers. Uh, but people who have a joke, I mean, it's just its just a little bit of terra incognita. Uh, although I'm sure that in in places in the States where they've legalized mar- recreational marijuana, they have laws in place there. So just look to those other jurisdictions and copy them. Yeah. I mean, in, Den- in Colorado, there's more mountains. So that's, you know, yeah, that's that's a difference. Okay. Me, I'm just looking forward to much better pot. Yeah, yeah, which I'm sure we won't get because no. this is Saskatchewan, and uh, there'll be lots of laws in place to prevent us from actually getting enjoyable recreational marijuana. Right. Yeah. And whatever whatever uh, marijuana economy develops, I'm sure none of us going to make it into the sub basement of City Hall. No, unless we open the vents. Uh-oh. Maybe some of it will come through. Some of that spliff smoke. Uh, but will there are some down kids here. actually who who sometimes smoke up like uh, just outside. And occasionally I get a little whiff. Yeah. Either that or it's a literal skunk. Right. Or it's a skunk smoking a spliff. Yeah. Yeah. Apparently Brad Wall, premier of the province, he doesn't want to give pot money. He doesn't want to he doesn't want to cut he doesn't want to cut the cities in on this pot money. This he, pot bonanza. This blunt bonanza. This blunt bonanza. Well yeah. he, apparently he bought a swimming pool which he just wanted to fill full of coin and bills from that pot revenue. Yeah. And he's like, well, how do I fill my my money pool now? Yeah. More money, more money. <laughs> more money for me, Brad Wall. <laughs> yeah, I mean, how does he, like, swim, like, backwards and, like, spit coins in the air? <laughs> <laughs> like Scrooge McDuck. <laughs> like Oh, okay, this makes a lot more sense now. I always wondered why Brad Wall looked like Scrooge McDuck. Right. I think I've been confusing. Yeah. With, yeah. Yeah. Well, well, did note that um, whatever taxes are going to be put on the uh, on on blunts, uh, they need to be competitive with the black market. 
Ooh, the black yeah. market. Yeah. Man, he's really he's really in the know. Yeah, he really is. Um, so he's basically saying that it has like yeah, you can't charge way more. Right. You don't want to be undercut by like black market pot. So how are they going to find this out though? Like, will yeah. will they strike a commission? That will like know. go down to dirty street corners and ask ask um, pot pushers? So uh, you know, right. what, are you, what are you charging? Well, you know, and then and then and then they go out and then they undercut the the, the pot dealers on the black market, right. and then the black market, um, you know, comes before city council. And says, oh, you're undercutting us. We can't make a living as we, as black marketeers anymore." Well, you know, in some stores where you go in and say, "You know, we won't be undersold." So if you can like bring in like a flyer that says this is cheaper, they'll do that. Right. Maybe it'll be like that, but with pot. Right. So maybe the, like the black marketeers will start taking out really obnoxious TV ads. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> no financing. No money down on your no pot. Money down for for six months. <laughs> All the pot you can smoke. But the interest fees will just kick your butt. Yeah. yeah. All right. Um, so, so will the pot. Yeah. Uh, so this is, uh, we're talking about pot on 91.3 CJTR, Regina Community Radio. We are the Queen City Improvement Bureau, talking pot. Talking pot. There's one, there's one unequivocally, unequivocally bad thing what? about sales of legal recreational marijuana. Well, many, many listeners... Uh, who are of a certain age, like mm-hmm. perhaps us, will remember the bad old days of marijuana when it was just, you know, a uh, dry leaf or, or damp leaf that you rolled up in a cigarette paper, whatever. But A dull, a, lifeless pot. A dull, lifeless pot. Or maybe some hash or some hash. But nowadays, apparently, there's all kinds of crazy pot products. And a lot of it you put in a vaporizer. So people will be vaping. They'll be vaping pot? Yeah, which is just the uncoolest thing you can possibly do. Huh. Huh. Uh, that is absolutely uncool. You know, that reminds me. Uh, one of the things that uh, Mayor Fougere, according to this... Oh, uh, sorry, because va- was, vaping is stupid. Oh, right. Right, no. I just thought... I'd I thought that was like... That. I mean, I know we've been gone for a month, but I think... Right. No, I would it, hope that people would it, remember. It, it, was, it was dumb like a month ago. It's still mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. One of the things that uh, Mayor Fougere mentioned that he was worried about uh, and why the city should be cutting on this uh, Kush cash is uh, zoning and licensing costs will rise as uh, municipalities have to, uh, you know, deal with uh, pot shops opening up. And they didn't they didn't demand extra cash from vape shops when vape when the proliferation of vape shops started up. Right. No, they just regulated it. I don't know. Yeah, I think, I, I mean, on a, on a serious note, I think people, maybe they're worrying a bit too much. They're just, they've got, like, sort of visions of, you know, stone people, like, dropping in the streets, rolling around, like, in some crazy St. Vitus like dance. Like pot smokers, too. Like pot smokers, too. Yeah. Um, or actually don't. So they're, I think some are more worried about yeah. the consequences than others. You know, they only have to worry until July 1st, 2018, and then they can just smoke a big spliff. Everything will be fine. Right. Yeah. Just lie down in the street. Yeah. I guess that's why they have to get this done now. They have to get all these, all these like, finicky tax details sorted out now, because after the 1st of July, council is not going to give a crap yeah, anymore. Everybody, everybody will be too high to even, yeah. like, figure this stuff out. <laughs> That rule against food in council will be gone. Exactly. That will be the first thing voted into into 
uh, nothingness. It's going to be like up in smoke. That's right. Yeah. Hats still verboten, though. Yeah, it's going to be like a Chi Jin Chong movie in the city council, Uh July 1st, 2018. I am looking forward to it. Yeah, I hate to think what... I I want to see Bob Hawkins bring in a bag of Hawkins cheesies. Hawkins cheesies. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. Okay, I can't wait. I can't wait. Um... Anyways, okay, so what else? What are their outstanding improvements? There was one that just happened yesterday. What? Yeah, there was. Uh, we um, Housing First made a big announcement. You remember Housing First, Blair Roberts from the YMCA. They're administrating the Housing First program mm-hmm. in mm-hmm. Regina. Uh, it is a program whereby people who uh, are homeless, uh, instead of having to go through some like Byzantine system where they have to, uh, you know, deal with their addictions issues or their mental health issues, and then you know hopefully get some support so that they can maybe down the line maybe get a house, and in the meantime are homeless. They go through the home Housing First program. They actually get housed first, and then they get supports to help them deal with addictions issues, to deal with and whatever the issues, whatever it is that's keeping them from stable housing, mm-hmm. Housing First helps them with. Uh, it's a year old as of yesterday. The YMCA and all the other partners in Housing First uh, met at the Circle Project and announced that the program is working fantastically. They have 26, currently they have 26 actively supported participants in the program, so that's 26 people who are off the street and in homes. Uh, And they estimate that the health care and policing cost savings from getting these 26 people into homes is $1.9 million Hmm. for the province and for the city. So it's a huge success. they saved two hundred and sixty thousand, or sorry, two hundred and six thousand dollars in policing. Uh, these twenty-six people, days in hospitals, they would have used up three hundred and thirty-five thousand dollars of public money. Uh, their emergency visits would have been four hundred and one thousand dollars. So, this is the kind of good that can be done by putting people into homes. Uh, they they held a big event yesterday uh, about this, and I have a little bit of audio, a few clips from that event. Uh, what you're going to be here, or who you're going to hear speak? Excuse me. <coughs> is Police Chief Evan Bray at this event, uh, followed by um, Kendra Giles. She is a supervisor with Phoenix Homes. They're the organization that's actually providing the housing that people are going to be living in. And then after Kendra, there's Mayor Michael Fougere speaks, and then MP Ralph Goodale. And I'm going to play that audio right now. We're going to see some incredible stats. We're going to see some incredible cost savings. But make no mistake about it, and I know that all of our uh, nonprofits that are here will say this louder than me. This isn't about stats. It's about people, and it's about helping our community. That's, that's what we're all here to do. If we have a system that we can build into our policy and procedure, that we have a referral policy, and we can help these people, we can help make them more successful members of our community, we can get them the support and service they need, but make sure that they're safe, secure, and healthy. To me, that's part of building a healthy Regina. The core principles of Housing First are simple. Provide immediate access to housing. Don't put people in shelters. Don't make them sober up. Don't make them prove anything. That's what will build relationships, and that will be the foundation for laying the groundwork for success. Does Housing First work? So as mayor of the city and and my councillor, we were looking at, uh, you know, we've seen reports from other cities of the impact 
of housing first, the cost of providing stable housing and then dealing with the, the addictions needs or the other uh, mental health issues out of there. Uh, read those reports and that's really good. It shows that it does work. But to see it in the context of Regina, actual results is really, really quite edifying, quite, quite remarkable. We are all so much stronger together when we pool resources, get out of the silos, work horizontally and collaborate with each other. When you think of, uh, of, of homelessness in our community and other communities across the, across the country, um, it is one of the prime determinants of health and safety and well-being in any community. Uh, whether the, the, uh, the root issue is, is poverty or unemployment or addictions or mental health or disabilities or family dysfunction of one kind or another, lack of social skills, whatever. Uh, when, you, when you think about how you tackle those root causes of homelessness and how homelessness determines a person's social well-being, it all comes back to one question. Do they have a safe and reasonable place to live? I think this quote is uh, really relates well here. One of the guys who told us a few weeks ago before, I was lucky to get a bath once a year. Now, I soak my feet every day and night and the girls come and visit me. <laughs> All right, so that was sorry to cut that off so quick. Um, yeah, that was from yesterday's uh, Housing First announcement, where they announced that savings from Housing First's first year, two million dollars. I don't know if we've had an innovative revenue tool that has generated two million dollars for the city. So, hats off, Housing First. Yeah, yeah. I think the hundred dollar tax for everybody might have. It might have, but they didn't do it. <laughs> I know. So, anyways, and in that clip again, that was Police Chief Evan Bray. Uh, Kendra Giles from uh, Phoenix Homes, Mayor Michael Fougere, Ralph Goodell, and then Kendra G Giles uh, ended things off there with a, an anecdote. Very nice. Yeah. And so, housing first. <coughs> Excuse me. Such a big deal. Next week's Queen City Improvement Bureau, the full hour of the meeting is going to be devoted to the outstanding improvement of Housing First. We've got like three guests going to be mm -hmm. coming in, talking to us in great detail about Housing First and the accomplishments that it has, telling us some stories about the, the successes that the program has uh, achieved. Yeah. I'm, I'm all in. Oh, good. Yeah. Although I do have some hard-hitting questions for them. Okay. Do you, know, you want to share or maybe well, like wait until so they don't hear them in advance? Well, here's, here's one. And I think okay. this, I mean, they, I'll give them all the time they need to prepare for this. Because I don't think they can answer it. Shoot. Like, they say housing first. But ever since I've been a child, I've heard that breakfast should come first. Oh, damn. I think you've... I think you've great. You've just destroyed housing first, Aiden. Yeah. I, that's, this was the problem with when I came up with this question. I thought, this undermines the entire foundation. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Fine. Okay, well, that's, that'll be a problem for next week. <laughs> Breakfast first, then housing. Yeah. Uh, all right. Okay, so the last item. <coughs> Excuse me. I'm not used to speaking at meetings anymore. Uh, the last item. Well, I guess this doesn't count as an outstanding improvement unless you hate good beer. Oh, I, which I do. Yeah, so this happened while we were away. It's finally happened. The announcement has come down. There will be no craft beer 
at the stadium for Ryder games or for anything for that matter. Thank God, because, I mean, not only do we hate good beer. Mm-hmm. D- despise it. Yeah. Also, small business. <laughs> the worst. Yeah. Free enterprise. Ugh. Just terrible. Competition. Yeah. Loathsome. Exactly. Unless it's in football. Yep. Exactly. Yeah. And so, there is no competition in football because football is the best. No competition. No competition. Hands down. Yeah. We're putting our hands up for no craft beer. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah so, uh, I mean, although, frankly, I, I did see this. I, I saw this coming. Right. I like, mean, a, like a football thrown from across a brightly lit room. Exactly. We, it's, it's easy to see the football coming at your head. Mm-hmm. Um, and going through the goal posts? Where your head is the craft brewers and the goal post is our hopes and dreams? Something like that. Our crushed hopes and dreams. Touchdown! <laughs> so, yes, I, I mean, I, I, was, I was holding out hope for, yeah. for a while that there would be craft beer at the stadium, but increasingly it looked unlikely. It looked pretty grand. So now we know for sure. Yep, we know for sure. Uh, there was mention in an article on the CBC that they might try this again next year. But there is an exclusive <laughs> contract with Molson Coors right. for pouring rights, which is the rights to like pour beer at the stadium. And it looks like that is an ironclad agreement. Mm-hmm. Uh, any Anybody who says otherwise, well, you it didn't work out. Yeah. So no beer. Exactly. Yeah. But, oh, but well. pot, you only have to worry about this until July 1st, 2018. And then nobody has to worry anymore. And then you, and then there'll be like um, Molson hookahs. Oh my God! Will they get like ex- exclusive, exclusive vaping rights, vaporizing God. rights, exclusive hookie? Yeah. I don't know what to say. I, I'm, don't bogart I'm that pot revenue, Molson Coors. <laughs> exactly. Let the, let the small business people get in yeah. on a good thing. Let them get that cush cash. The cush cash. That's right. Where's your stash of cush cash, Molson? Right. Okay, well, that's it. I think we're all caught up. Nothing else happened. Nothing. Nothing else happened in the last four weeks of QCIBA-less weeks. Just a low 60-cycle hum of the air conditioner. That was it. Yeah, all right. Um, We we didn't do attendance, did we? No, we didn't. Um, I'm Paul DeShane. I'm Aiden Morgan. Yeah. And that's and, it. And we've that's got it. a yeah. We've got a call an adjournment. Oh well, yeah. I'll move to adjourn. Okay. Um, I will try and like turn on the music. There it is. All right. Uh, I guess motion passed. All right. You have been listening to the Queen City Improvement Bureau on ninety one point three FM CJTR Regina Community Radio. Uh, thanks again to Saeed Tab and friends for appearing on our show. Talk about taxi. You can find us on iTunes or on our website, queencityib.com. And remember, that's Improvement Bureau, not Andrew Powell. Also, you can add us on Twitter, QueenCityIB, anytime you like. Find us on Facebook and, of course, on cgtr.ca slash podcast. We are there as well. Coming up next is the Nerdcore Cabaret, followed by the cockpit. Keep on improving.